Welcome to this week's episode of Eye of the Swarm, Season 5, Episode Number 2, your deep dive into anything and everything related to Yellow Jacket Athletics with the Big Sound Matt Johnson. I am John Garver, and I guess, um, well, Season 1, Episode 2, if you're on the viewing side of things, and we just spent the last 15 minutes trying to figure out how to sit and how to look at the camera and how to look at each other and everything. Still kind of awkward for me getting used to the video part of the podcast. It's interesting because actually after we recorded the last one, <clears throat> um, I was walking into the soccer stadium and the women's soccer team was sitting there and Maya Holmquist, who I had not talked to in a while, she didn't say hello. She didn't say, you know, how have you been? Her first question was, how does it feel to be on camera? <laughs> um, and to answer that question, I said, it's okay. But, it, you know, it, it, it is an adjustment for us. I mean, we're not used to having to, like, figure out how we're going to sit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, that's usually, usually we just kind of sit down and start talking and that's about it. But right. now we actually have to worry about these things. And so this is kind of a new experience for both you and I. So it's still a little awkward, but we're working on it. We're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're there. getting there. Um, somebody, your group that's not getting there, sports teams last week, monster week, lots of wins. Lots of wins. It was a really good week to be yeah. a Yellow Jacket. And it was a lot of activity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a lot of things going through. I'm not going to try to go through it all because I won't remember it all, I don't think. But there was a lot of things. A couple of highlights. I wrote a lot of recaps. So I you did. Could, I could remember a lot of it. Yeah, you did. You did indeed. Uh, so the soccer teams were very busy this past week. They Women won, are seven in a row now? Seven in a row now. They won again last night. They beat Crown 5 nothing. Uh, Maya Holmquist and uh, Naya Wilson both scored two goals. Uh, Liberty Dickerson, transferred from Northland College, also had a goal in that game. Uh, Yellow Jackets were in control pretty much from the start. I think start. they took the goal away. But they take the, the goal. The officials took it away and made it an own they, goal. They made it an own goal. We weren't quite sure. We were kind of yeah. like it was kind of halfway here. They kind of did there. the win and don't give it to us. Yeah, that was what we did at the time. And but they, but they the officials decide. They yeah. overruled. So anyway, Liberty Dickerson took the shot, but <laughs> it was you know a win in the back of the night anyway. Um, you know, and the, and the women are they're cruising right along. I mean, they had a nice win against Northland as well. They had a a really impressive win against uh, Martin Luther. They didn't give up a shot. Yeah. In the game, not only did they win, that the was game, dominant. Yeah, I mean, it was shots were twenty-seven nothing in that game. So, yeah, they're moving right along. Big game today, though. Yeah, they're taking on McAllister. That'll be a very, very big game. That's a four-thirty start. Same thing with the men. The men bounced back from that loss against Bethany Lutheran and cleaned some things up. Scored a bunch of goals. Jake Kidd is the reigning UMAC Player of the Week on the men's side. He's having a year. Yeah, he's got seven goals now. Uh, he scored a diving header against Martin Luther. Um, had a goal yesterday against Crown. That three nothing win as well. Uh, yeah, he's really coming to his own now. His yeah. sophomore year, so. Good things going on there. Uh, the tennis teams, of course, also had a couple of matches. They were super busy. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about the women. Had a okay, couple. good. Because I said, <laughs> wow, the, on Saturday alone, the men played in three different places. Yeah, the men were in three places <laughs> in two different competitions, which was a feat that I've not seen before. Right. That's quite impressive. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, note, congratulations to Coach Joe Mooney. 200 uh, yes, wins. Oh, yes, 200 wins. Yeah, 200 wins. Uh, a little late to the party on that, but... 200 okay. wins. You know what, though? I did talk to him, and I did say, hey, coach, congratulations on 200 wins, and he gave me the blankest stare ever. Yeah. He was like, oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So congratulations, Coach Mooney, Indeed. on your 200th career victory. Now at 201 overall in his career after the win yesterday against Crown. Hopefully more. He'll, they're playing St. Glasgow tonight, uh, bridge battle, and the Yellow Jackets have a nice, long, Always a grudge match. Yeah. And they have a nice, long winning streak against Glasgow, so we'll see if they can continue that here tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to tennis for a second, uh, the women split two matches. They defeated uh, St. Norbert. And a nice win, and then they lost to UW Oshkosh, and mm-hmm. now their fall campaign is over. Yeah, but the men now. still are going. Yep. They play at the ITA Regionals, which featured I don't know how many matches. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Not to put too fine a point on it. Well, a lot, because I mean, you had singles and doubles in the ITA, and then there was the B bracket singles, mm-hmm. and then once you got knocked out, you went into the consolation doubles or singles. 
where we ran the table. Yep. You know, they, yep. we ended up winning both the con or the uh, consolation singles and doubles championships, I guess. And then Luca made a run in the B bracket, getting all the way to the uh, the quarterfinals, I believe. So yeah, there was a lot of tennis going on with the IT over those couple of days. And on top of that, they played a match against uh, St. Norbert. They did, <laughs> Which, and, and won. Yeah, and won six to three. Yep. And a lot of those guys that played against St. Norbert also are guys that are not frontline guys. Right. Yeah, because a lot of the frontline guys were at the ITA. They were at the ITA. Yep. Yeah. So uh, impressive week, mm -hmm. uh, and they played Carlton this week on Sunday. And then they will be done until uh, uh, the new year. Until so, February. Yeah, exactly. So good start for both tennis teams. Mm -hmm. uh, volleyball split two yep. matches. Uh, they had a loss against the number four ranked team in the country, Northwestern, on Friday. Then they bounced back with a neat and tidy win against North Central the following day, which was good to see. Mm -hmm. took an hour and 11 minutes. Yeah. And you and I were both there for that one. So <laughs> that was... I like those snappy wins, especially on <laughs> yeah. that day. Because like, I got to get to soccer. So the sooner we can get this done, the better. And right, yeah, it exactly. was done just like that. Uh, men's golf won another uh, title. Yep, big win for them. Yep, won the MLC Invitational, which is sort of uh, it's, it's like almost, a UMAC it's like a mini UMAC preview. preview. Yeah, it really is because all the UMAC teams are there. Mm -hmm. uh, Blue Anderson ended up being the medalist, although Nate Burke and him both shot seventy ones, and yep. then they had to go into a playoff with uh, Jake Sweeney of North Central, who also shot a 71. So it was a three-way playoff, and Blue Anderson won on a single hole, mm -hmm. sudden death kind of situation. So congratulations to him. Yep. Um, and the women's cross country were at and the Blue Invitational. And somehow he wasn't the UMAC golfer of the week. Explain that one. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not trying to figure this, these things out. That, that's above <laughs> my pay grade. Uh, and then uh, men's and women's cross country were both at the Blue Gold Invitational. Uh, Michael Butterfield led the way for the L Jackets. The men placed, I think, 21st. Yep. And the women were 20th. Hallie Barker. Also uh, led the Yellow Jacket women in that same meet. The Yellow Jacket women finished 20th. Mm -hmm. And they both were also named UMAC Cross Country Athletes of the Week. And so Hallie congratulations. Barker cracked uh, the top 10 yep. all time here for the second time this season. So yeah, it's 24, 12.6, I want to say. I think it's 0.6 or 0.4. Yeah, something, something like that. Yep. Yeah. So congratulations to them. Really good runs. Yep, really good runs. Uh, and who am I missing? Is that it? Did that I think that's everybody? everybody. Is that everybody? I think that's I think a really good consensus. But there's a lot of wins there in there. There's a lot of wins in there. And so. a very busy week this week. Mm -hmm. Six home soccer matches this week. Um, we've already got through two of them last yep. night against Crown. Then tonight it is uh, McAllister for the women and uh, the men against St. Glasgow, which will be a fun double dip yep. to see how they stack up. And yep. then they're back at home on Saturday against Minnesota Morris for games that will be both streamed and also on the radio. Yep. So, yeah, a lot going on right a now. Lot going everybody on. else is away, I think. Yeah, everyone else is away. Um, so it's just soccer at home. We should note, week. though, that both golf teams are going for the UMAC title. Yes, the UMAC championships start tomorrow. I think they're shooting practice round as we speak here on Wednesday. Okay. And, yeah. uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Saturday. Yep. And the Yellow Jacket men, defending champions, I believe, were the, the favorites to They won the preview. Heat. Yep, they won the preview. So and they won the MLC, which is almost, you know, like I said, it's almost like a preview. Mm -hmm. So the men will be the favorites. We'll see how the women do. The women came in third, by the way, at the yeah, MLC. They, they had a good weekend. Yeah. Ashton Parnell led them again. She's been leading them all year. She's yeah. had a really nice yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, good two sport athlete as well, plays on the women's mm -hmm. hockey team. So yeah, yeah. It was it was a it was a very good week. It's a busy stretch. It is. It is. We're, we're coming to that point now where everybody's starting to look at the second half of the year or yep. championships. You're or, getting into your yep. conference, the heat of your conference schedule, yep. and you know, and don't look now. We're a week away from winter sports starting practice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thankfully, actually, winter sports. We've talked about this before. Winter sports is almost like a let up for us because there's less teams. Right. <laughs> because we don't have as much to do. No, you're getting down to. Our busiest season team wise is the fall. Yeah. Because we have more teams doing, going at that one time than any other time of the well, year. Well, now so. with, with tennis playing up 
their you know yeah. person they're scheduled in the fall too. Yep, exactly so. with the regionals and everything else. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's busy, but it's highly successful. The, of course, the Yellow Jackets have established themselves as a kind of a fall sports power in the UMAC, so that's nice. Yeah. So yeah, a lot to look forward to. A lot to look forward to indeed. We're going to take a break, and when we come back and out of the swarm, we are going to be joined by Junior Jenna Anderson. Jenna and come on, John. Words. Junior Jenna Anderson from the Yellow Jacket volleyball team. She'll be with us when I of the Swarm continues right after this. We're back on I Have the Swarm, and we are joined by Jenna Anderson, junior on the Yellow Jacket volleyball team. And uh, I guess first question I want to ask is, what's Lip Barrel? <laughs> I or, knew this or, was going to be Or asked. Libro. Yeah. Whichever, it's Italian, I, I think. Well, I was, I was corrected by an official one time when I said Lip Barrel, and oh. he actually did a double take and stopped and looked at me and said, Libro. <laughs> Libro. So. It's, regardless yeah let's let's talk about that first let's libero start there. or libro it doesn't really matter i prefer libero so whatever else but um for there's a couple of different reasons why you have a libero first of all um there's only 12 subs that you can have in a match um so if you run like a 6-2 you have two setters like those go by really fast um especially for point for point we've noticed that we have a ds that comes in that subs in and then we have Defensive specialist. Defensive specialist, yes. Um, And if we go point for point, we're out of subs by like 17, 18. So a libero, I have the different color jersey on because I don't take a sub. So I just go in and out. It doesn't take any subs. Um, But I'm a defensive specialist as well. So usually your libero is your best passer, your best defender, um, because I play for two different people. So I play for, on our team, two middles, um, usually they're not the best in the back row. They're a lot taller than mm-hmm. most DSs are. Um, so their their specialty is not in the back row. That's why we um, have a libero for like two middles. But you could do a libero for two outsides too, or two right sides. But the majority it, of the time it's a middle. When so. did you kind of get pushed into that position? Was it something that happened high school? Was it something that happened when you came to college? Because it's not yeah. the most glamorous position in no, the world. No, it definitely is not. Um, I actually was a six rotation outside all the way up until eighth grade. Um, and then when I hit high school, I played outside for like a few games on like the ninth grade team. And then it was just basically immediate. Like I was put as the libero and then I've never been anything else. So Ever since high school, I've just been the libero. So, yeah. And as a defensive specialist, then obviously you are, you you're basically you start the rally. You yeah. know, it's it's your job to dig, and what that's got to be the most difficult thing on the court. Yeah. Because that that ball comes at you so quickly <laughs> yeah. from all angles. What are the biggest keys for you playing that position? Yeah, um, so defense is just being stopped. I mean, really, we're reading. Like, I when I'm watching the setter, I'm, I have to watch to see if there's a setter dump. Um, so I'm watching shoulders. I'm watching the hands. I'm watching the hitter's shoulders. I'm watching the hitter's path. It's all about reading, so it's really, it's really a difficult position. And like you were saying earlier, it's mostly the thankless position. Right. Um, because we start the rally, I mean, usually we start, like, the serve-receive pass. Um, that first contact is the most important contact, and it usually doesn't get, like, the cool recognition. You know, I don't get a big block or a big kill. So right. it's kind of like, oh, you're doing all the dirty work kind of thing. But, I mean, I love it. I think it's the best feeling ever when you're up against 
you know, like Northwestern and you get a big dig on somebody that's a really good player, mm-hmm. a really good outside, really good hitter. So that's – it's a really good feeling. But, yeah, it is a lot of being stopped, reading the hitters, reading the, the blockers, you know, and we base where we stand off of our block. So it's also like making sure they're doing their job. It's also me doing my job of being stopped, reading the hitter, reading the block. So – it's a lot of reading usually. It's like yeah. the the offensive line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty. I mean, well, very similar. You have or to sacrifice fullback. your body too, yeah. because that's floorborn city out there sometimes. <laughs> right, it yeah. really is. Like, yeah, there are times where they're flying around and totally like selling out on a ball that might be to the back line or to the corner, where yeah. they have to take like two steps, get you know there quickly, and then have to dive. Also, pancake it if, it, <laughs> yeah. if that's necessary at times. So there's there's a whole like range of things that has to be done by. Either the DS or the libero. They both yeah. do the same job. It's mm-hmm. just a question of when the libero, because the libero comes in more. Yeah. Um, and like she said, 6-2, when you're running a 6-2, which is the offense we run, uh, yeah, you run out of subs pretty quick, so you're, there's a lot of pressure put on uh, the libero position, yeah. as well as the DS for that matter. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. It, 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 I think it probably has to be the most athletic position on the court, doesn't it? Yeah, be not, quick, not, yeah. To, not to brag I mean, for yourself, but you have to be quick and well, you agile. Have to be able to, and, yeah, like you have to be able to move side to side really quickly mm-hmm. and yeah. be able to read and react really quickly. Like you have to have quick reflex. Yeah, because you you have to have adjust what the hitter is going to do. Because a lot of times the hitter is going to obviously try to hit it away from where the DS is or the libero, right? And they're looking at that before the set comes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it yeah, it, and it's all very quick. Yeah, that all happens within a matter of a second. Yeah, volleyball right? is just yeah. a very quick sport. Like. It's crazy, like our middles going side to side. I mean, they're setting the block for us, so their job's really important. And then our hitters, like, with how hard they hit at sometimes at practice, I'm like, holy crap! Well, then you have those <laughs> like, no wonder why we're we're so good. Well, we and you so have those hitters. like extended rallies too, those points that last for a while. It's really easy to get out of system, so it's right. And communication is super important too, right? Because when the when the play keeps going, people like Jenna, she has to keep trying to dig the ball, mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter where and it's. Sometimes hit. my legs are giving out, my lung. I'm breathing so heavy. I'm like, come on, guys, like, let's know, kill the ball. End it already. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly, and it's back and forth. People are flying around. You know, I mean, you know, free ball left and right. Nobody's able to put the ball down. Yeah. And it puts a lot of pressure on the back line, which right. is where Jenna lives. Yeah, <laughs> so, that is yeah. where I live. Yeah. Uh, so. Don't get much else in front of the 10-foot line there. No, no. But that's that's one of the interesting things about volleyball. It's a very quick twitch sport. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's quick twitch in most of the sports that you see, especially at the college level. But in volleyball, it's super quick twitch. Yeah. It's, it's much faster, like, pace than just about any other sport, I think. There's more happening at in one particular point than – If yeah. anybody – wants to know how much actually happens stop by a scores table sometime and watch a long rally and see everything that happens yeah Yeah. there is so much the score sheets are incredible because there's two different kinds of ink (laughs) yeah you have to change colors yeah you have to change colors for ink yep to keep the team straight and then there's different things that you have to cross out and circle and it's just yeah it's it's quite involved for people who don't know (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. it's like it's interesting hearing you guys like do the past set like yep. hearing you guys like sometimes like i can kind of hear it because i'm so close to you when we're on our home side right but, yeah it's interesting and yeah. if i'm calling i'm very loud when yeah. i call yeah so and yeah. i'm upstairs doing the play-by-play so I'm, I'm following along right with it right. right and there are times where even when i'm doing play-by-play for volleyball where if it's a long point I just like go through the highlights of stuff that's happening. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just impossible to get through. Like you, you can't, can't keep get it all it. out all at the same time. You just have to pick and choose what you're gonna say next. Yeah. Right. So it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. It, it, before we changed the new stat system, it was worse. 
because you way had, worse because you had to call out every action. Yeah, and so you you weren't just now you just you can say white one fourteen fifteen blue one fourteen fifteen and it's a lot easier and a lot smoother now. Back then it was dig whatever white yeah. one dig white 14 set white 15 attack blue one dig and it was and you got the official wow. scores got to be really on top of and it, it was one really right. yeah yeah and it was really easy to get off track it really is you know because really all, all you needed is a continue where right it stays on your side and then the whole world can get messed up it, yeah. it gets yeah i mean you, then you're watching usually video like, trying to decipher everything and for people back home who don't know usually keeping official book for any sport is actually pretty straightforward it's usually just you know you just it's pretty like it's not all that complicated volleyball book is complicated so you have to <laughs> yeah. really like have yeah, somebody who knows what they're much doing for the ball of yarn to just fall apart. <laughs> yeah. yeah once yeah. you make one mistake it's, it's, it's over. just your it's over well, there's a reason for. why the down official will always turn to the scores table between yeah. points every so often and say are we okay are we okay because yeah. They know things can get off track pretty quick. Right. Yeah. Well, you can hear it. Yeah. You yeah. can hear. Like during the tournament, what, what when the happened? computer froze, it's like, start writing, start writing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you, you have to write it frantically all writing down every action. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Out, so you I can can't put it all imagine. in the system. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, I took, I when I was still a sports writer and I was over covering for Northland, they had a couple times where they needed somebody to do book for volleyball and I had to do it. And I was like, okay, well. And I, I was fortunate enough to be able to keep up pretty well, but you can definitely see how like a student worker or someone who doesn't know book real well in volleyball would get all flustered. Right. Yeah. Like you kind of have to know the sport a little bit too. Like you can't just yeah, go into just it be, like yeah. not knowing like what a dig or a set is yeah. or what a swing is or mm -hmm. a kill. You know, you kind of, you have to know those things where I feel like, like doing baseball, like you could kind of just like figure it out. Yeah. It's, it's sort pretty of straightforward. Thing. Yeah. Right. The baseball book is pretty straightforward. Yeah, there's it's so awesome. many baseball players who can't keep the book. It blows my mind. And every time they go for their spring trip, you say, okay, I need somebody who's competent that can keep the book because what they'll do is they'll send a picture of the book back to us and we build the game file off that. Right. I feel like you, to be a college baseball player, I you need, should be able to do that. I need to know when the stolen base happened, where the RBI yeah. came from. I can't just have, oh yeah, Jim scored there. <laughs> Wow. When? How? Yeah. You got to keep track of it. And the thing with it, like the book in baseball is super detailed and softball. So like if you do it right, you should be able to put together the entire inning. Mm -hmm. But right. it's like. You got to know how to do it. I, I had that happen a lot of times too where they would send in box scores and I'm looking at the, the book and, just, and I'm like, that they missed about five things that happened there. <laughs> that I didn't don't know how, what to do. Yeah, this didn't make sense. Like right. a bunch of things must have happened in here that they just didn't write, right. write down. <laughs> it's like, yeah, so. Um, but yeah, that's, it's sort of that way with volleyball book too. Volleyball book is one of those things where it, it does take a little Some bit knowledge. of, yeah. I mean, I'm sure Jenna's taken book before Oh yeah. Uh, and I've taken book. John, you obviously you've done book as well. It's, it's not like other books. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. well, yeah, yeah. The good thing for like us is our like junior Olympic, like the, um, club season, you have to, when you're like coming up, um, until you're. I don't even know, 17, you're taking the book. You're yeah. All of the players have to do it. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if you had me do it now, I probably would forget. I could, you know, get there. Yeah, but You'd figure yeah. it out quickly. Yeah, yeah, but I haven't done it in so many years now because we don't do it. I feel college, like, like so. everybody should be able to take book in their sport, though, shouldn't they? I mean, honestly, <laughs> you would think maybe. I, I've been a – we've really gone down the sports information <laughs> tangent here. <laughs> I, I have because, a – Volleyball is a tough one. It Volleyball is. is one of the yeah. hardest but ones. I, I've yeah. always said I feel like the athletes and coaches should have to do our job for a game. 
And they would then understand why things get messed oh, up sometimes yeah. if yeah. they just had to do it once. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they'd yeah. be like, Absolutely. okay, now I get it. Yep. Yeah. Now I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if one of your pens gives out in volleyball, you're sunk as far as the two different colors goes. Like, Cause you, you can't. If you're in, yeah, if you're in your like, blue ink part of the rotation, you can't change to red in the no, middle of it. No, because that's the other team. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, like, well, it's not the other team. It's the rotation. Right. You'll oh, do, so you'll yeah. do blue all the way through, then you'll flip it. Yeah. And then you get some officials who say, I need you to have five colors. Five? <laughs> if we get to five... Yeah. Something bad is happening here. It's it's like 36 yeah. to 34 right now if we are using five different colors. That's I used crazy. to, when I did it at Northland, I used to show up and I'd go down to the scores table and they would have like a pile of pens. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be just like red and blue. It would be like 15 different, like, and I'm like trying to organize my pens. I try to make sure I have four. Okay. But yeah, it's, I, it's, I've never gone beyond three. No. But I mean, these are the kind of things that can happen. Right. In That's volleyball so that you don't funny. have anywhere else. Like no other sport has that problem. That's so funny. <laughs> 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 let's let's get out of the sports information realm here because nobody's wants nobody, to listen, nobody wants to listen to my problems like, what or what I go through about? on a game day. Yeah. Let's get back to talking about volleyball. Let's talk a little bit about your season so far. So I mean, you're kind of I guess at the midpoint, yeah, really, and starting to get into the meat of the the conference schedule. Yeah. So talk a little bit about how the start of the season has been, where the team is at, how you feel about things. Yeah. So our start of the season, I think, went really well compared to like my last two years. Um, we started like, I don't even know, six and two. And I think we were about opposite last year at this, at that point, the start of the season. Um, but we just have so many options. Um, or we have so many hitters, uh, this year, which is really, it's a really great thing. Um, the now like kind of getting into like this week, this weekend is really huge for us. Um, last weekend we kind of what coach said laid the egg on the court when we played Northwest, <laughs> which I can't picture Lynn saying laid an egg. <laughs> she did. That's awesome. Um, but I totally agree. I kind of want to get her yeah. in here right now. <laughs> Come on, coach. Sometimes it becomes oh, yeah. one of those things where you see it and you just go. With there's the saying that goes around in the NBA, and, and this is for years. And Gary Payton was the one who actually coined this phrase. He's like, you're going to have out of all these games, you're going to have probably five that you just want to burn the tape. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's just. We were just terrible. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely you know, yeah, trying we're, to forget about that game. Like yeah, last like, and you just don't, not you don't There's nothing to take sure. out of it. You just like you just chuck it and you say, okay, move on to the next one. Yeah, like, college teams have that too. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and these yeah, so these next couple weeks are really huge for us. We actually are during our Northwestern game, we took our middle, put her on the right side for a bigger block, and we held um, Abby Glanzer to 11 kills, which is under her average. Uh, we moved a couple people around during our North Central game. Now we're kind of like getting to our like main six, seven people in mm-hmm. our lineup, which has been kind of nice because the last four weeks have been we've been switching everybody, so playing with different people. Um, but now it's like we have our core group. We're excited to go into this weekend. We need these games really bad, these big wins. So I'm really happy about our season. I hope we can just – keep going up now and forget about last weekend and then hopefully we can just keep climbing from here but yeah we got some big games coming up so it should be fun I'm excited is that difficult I mean I come from the hockey world where coaches give you different line mates all the time and when you Mm -hmm. change on the fly in a game you end up on the ice with different people is that difficult having that many players in a rotation like that yeah it is really hard especially so like serve receive like our first contact like some people maybe talk more than the others, and there's only three of us back there, and um, we talk seams. There's about 
five seams between everybody, the sideline, between two people, between two people on the sideline, so four. Um, but talking that up and then just knowing, like, strengths and weaknesses of, like, passing, that's definitely a huge thing. Like, I know, like, me and Mayana, like, in the, the back row, like, we just kind of flow. Like, we can – she knows moves. what's mine, yeah. I know what's hers. So, for me, having, like, playing with three different people or switching in and out with, like, different people back there, it, it does become pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, just the trust factor, especially when you're not, like, fused together and you haven't, like, really played it all together. Um, kind of knowing which which is yours, which is mine, that kind of trust thing is a huge part of volleyball. Um, so, yeah, like, those different lineups are when we sub people and, like, it's kind of frantic, like, okay, yeah, like, let's figure this out. Mm-hmm. But it has been easier the last few weeks, but during our tournaments, it's usually we have different lineup, like, every set. So that becomes difficult. But in practice and stuff, I mean, we, we're we moving in and out. We have different players everywhere. So it's kind of like a practice setting, but like in a game. So it tends to become difficult. But Every year is a little bit different, too, for you guys. And like it, it's sort of a cliche, but every season is a journey, right? You start mm-hmm. with one place, then you end up in another. Uh, you guys had some significant turnover in terms of personnel on the court. Yeah. Um, you know, you brought back your two setters, which is nice. You, you know, you have you coming back this year, Mayana also coming back, but Lexi Preed graduated, so now you have to find another couple outside hitters. How do you feel about how the newcomers have been able to step in and kind of help replace that void yeah. for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think Mayana's definitely taken a huge role. I mean, she's now become our sixth rotation. Um, outside or right side, she is our sixth rotation player. And then we have Emma. What does that mean? Before you go any further. Oh, yeah. So, She's on the court for yeah. every rotation. Okay. Yep. So, like yeah. a libero, like I'm in every single rotation. We rotate from this zone all the way around to this zone, that six rotation. So, somebody who plays six rotations. Um, they never come are, off the court. Yeah, really. they're a huge okay, leader, yeah. usually staple. Um, but, yeah, they play defense. And except for me, I don't play front row, but a six rotation hitter will go in the front row and then come play defense. So, yep. Um, yeah, she's definitely taken a huge role. She's our sixth rotation. Um, she's, I feel like this year really opened her toolkit. Like she can swing line, tip line. Like she has expanded like her toolkit like immensely. So that's been great. We also had, um, outside transfer Emma Crandall, which she's really stepped up in a huge role for us. Um, she's been hurt, um, Mm -hmm. with shin splints. So she's been out for a bit. So we're try- we were trying to find somebody to kind of fill that spot for her while she was gone. Um, we had a few people step up, didn't did a great job. So now she's kind of back. So now we're you know incorporating her back in our lineup. So it's been a little difficult, you know, when you have a six rotation outside like Lexi. She did a great job. She's a great player. Um, she was our six rotation outside. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so losing her was a huge void, um, but I feel, feel like Mayana stepped up um, right away, and we've had a lot of outsides that have come in and played a huge role in our team. So it's there's, been really nice. There's also been some help now for Kaylin in the middle a little bit. Yes. Because you know, Kaylin Plouts was our, our primary middle of last year, and a couple of the freshmen came in. Um, yeah. Cindy Smith has had a good run. Real I nice start. Yeah, yeah, she's had a real nice start. She's you know, and Ayla Oltman's over from Duluth East. She yep. came in and has kind of helped a little bit too on the outside. So. Yeah. But that's that again. That's that turnover. That's college sports, where you you know you have to turn over every so often. And yeah. So, right. Yeah. I think there's a little more depth on this team. Yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah. Than there has been. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
that's kind of one of the nice things with the newcomers too. That was sort of where I was going with the question was it just seems like there's more options now this year. Yeah. You know, than there have been in the yeah, past. Yeah, like especially with like Emma not being able to play. Like we've had Keelan play on the outside. We've had Sydney Bader play on the outside. We've had Marina play on the outside. Like we have just been able to have so many options and they all like did they excelled in those spots, you know. We've had so many options on our right sides. I mean, Keelan played right side, Marina, Riley K. Like we just have so many people that can fill in those spots when we need them. We call, we have like little awards that we do every week and we call, we have one called the first responder, kind of like ready to go whenever. And I, we haven't had the same person on that to win that award every week. I mean, we've had different people step up when we really needed it. And just like you're saying, like there's just so much depth on our team. And talking about the middle, like KP has done, I mean, her offense has been amazing this year. She's had a really good year. Yeah. Yeah. And then she had a really good year last year. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's just, I mean, she's just amazing. But, um, Sydney Smith coming in, like she is a phenomenal player and she's so much fun to play with. So it's been great to have her step up and we have so many options in the middle too. I mean, we can, we put Sydney Smith on the right side. We had Ella in the middle. Like we just have so much depth and it's really nice for me back there. Cause you know, I'm, I'm able to rely on them and trust them. And I just know like someone gets hurt or someone's just not on their game. Like we have people on the bench that can go in for them. So it's been really nice. Let's step away from volleyball a little bit because you are very involved with SAC, the student athlete advisory committee. And talk to me a little bit about your role within SAC, SAC's role within the department and some of the things that you want to accomplish with that group. Yeah. So um, my role within SAC, I'm the president. I've actually been the president since my freshman year. I was co-president with Carter Lamont when she was on the tennis team uh, my spring semester of my freshman year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just stepped into that role, and it's been it's been a long ride. But I feel like we've already accomplished so many different things. Uh, basically, our number one goal is community involvement, um, community outreach, and then enhancing student experience, whether that's academics, athletics, like kind of just the whole student um, life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we've, I mean, we've accomplished so much. I I mean, the music, the all of the lights and stuff that you guys have installed, all of that comes from feedback from all the students. And uh, we are now maybe meeting with student government about like the meals and um, things like that in the cafeteria, like just things outside of athletics, um, are, um, what do you call them? Academic provider. I don't even know. Counselor maybe. Yeah. The counselors, yeah, the counselors. like yeah. the people who like get our schedules. That's Advising. kind of, yeah, that's Advising. kind of been Advising. an yeah. issue. So just kind of like being able to take feedback from everybody and meet with, um, the executive team and Nick and kind of like, planning out our year, how we want to like start things and just kind of where we want to be at the end of the year. Um, This year, we just had our first meeting last week. So we just got our first kind of first round of feedback. Um, Our next meeting, we're talking about themes for games, uh, more ways to get students to come to games. That's kind of been one of our number one issues. Um, But yeah, it's just it's been great hearing from different teams you know I hear from there's two reps three reps from every team that come to our meeting so it's great to hear like what what is golf's issues what are tracks issues because maybe stuff some of the stuff I like think are issues like the volleyball team or like complaining like 
oh, we don't have this, we don't have this. And then you kind of hear like the feedback from like the teams that maybe don't get as much stuff as we do. And then you're kind of like, oh, shoot, like I need to take a step back. Like I definitely shouldn't be complaining about this. Uh, These people like they don't have like these swarm nights. Like they don't have people that come to their games at all. So it's kind of like you kind of take a step back as the president and as people who get this feedback and you're kind of like, okay, yeah, like you don't really like have the right to (laughs) complain. Like there's people that we need to help. You know, there's teams that need a little bit more. So especially, I mean, you know, the team sports, when we talk about team sports and swarm night, it's it's for the traditional, what we would call, you know, teams, Mm -hmm. you know, for men's women's soccer, volleyball, usually in the, you know, in the fall. And then uh, during the winter it's basketball and hockey. And then in the spring, you know, uh, baseball and softball. But there are other teams. If, if you get home games. Yeah, spring. if you get home. Yeah. Games, yeah. <laughs> Big asterisk there. Yeah. But, um, but you do forget that cross-country men's and women's, they don't get a swarm night because they're never here. They're always gone somewhere else. Men's right. and women's golf has the same thing. Men's and women's track and field also. They, I mean, what they have the indoor season. Right. They could have sort of a pseudo swarm night where, you know, like, you know, students could come to watch that. Mm-hmm. But if they're not at home and they're almost never at home, you know, they don't get that kind of support. Right. So, yeah. you know, how do you keep those teams feeling like they're still part of the equation when you're busily, you know, planning swarm night for, you know, the soccer teams, volleyball, basketball, baseball, and softball all the time. Right. You well, know, and I, I know and we've even been, tennis, same thing. Right, we've been yeah. exactly. Really intentional with like media day. Yeah. You know, that's something that has really evolved over the last couple of years, but that's why every team gets the same number of uniform changes, they do the same number of poses, they get the same number of, of video shot right. because we've been intentional about we need to make sure every athlete gets yeah. that same experience. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And that's kind of like I noticed on a lot of our feedback, like just like the swarm nights, like tennis, like how can we, you know, make that swarm night like a little better for everyone? Can we get like seating out there? Like can we do right. a tailgate? Can we get like lawn chairs out there? Like it's kind of just like all coming together, all of us from different teams and like kind of brainstorming like how we can make it better for everybody. And I feel like that's why I like I just love my role so much because it's just it feels so good like knowing that you're helping every team mm-hmm. um, and you're getting everyone's voice. And I feel like that's like the number one thing is like everybody has a chance to come to our meetings and, you know, like they tell us like, okay, well, this is going wrong. Like, this is not going good. And then it's like, okay, let's take a step back. Let's kind of, like, reevaluate what's going on and, like, let's help everybody. And I feel like that's why I just love SAC so much. And I feel like a lot of the students maybe don't understand how big of an impact SAC has. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, our community outreach, our D3 week, our week of giving, like, we give to the community. We're starting a new family um, event series every month uh, for young children which has been a big thing is youth mm-hmm. um, involvement. So it's just kind of like getting all of that stuff done. And then we have our big sack events that we have. We have volleyball. We're going to do an ugly sweater party before our caroling for cans, dodgeball. And then we're going to mm-hmm. do something in the spring. But like just trying to get our athletics together, build that culture um, and just get that camaraderie between all of like the athletes and all of the teams and I like stuff. the fact she brought up the idea of the cultural aspect of it mm-hmm. because yeah. it's not each individual team on campus talks about their own separate culture but right. there's also right. a lar- that's from the micro but if you go with a macro standpoint you want that culture throughout the department it's right. not right. just a question of well soccer has this culture and, and volleyball has this culture and so on and so forth you want to have the entire department have that culture of support for everybody mm-hmm. you want to be as inclusive as possible and make sure everybody understands everybody else's challenges what what their uh, you know what their what their 
goals are, what they want to be able to have as far as what means a good experience for them versus what means a good experience for others. And so you want to be able to put all that together and make it into as an inclusive environment as possible. And I know that the, the SAC has been doing a lot of work on that as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and that really is an open forum for the teams that just kind of say, hey, look, we're having an issue with this. How can we address it? Right. You know? Yeah. So that's, that's where organizations like SAC are really important. You know, and that goes across the board in college athletics. But especially on this campus, I feel it's especially, you know, it, it's especially involved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it really is. It, it kind of has morphed into more of an advocacy group. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, now that um, we've talked to, I mean, we've had so many people come in when we um, have students complaining about, like, the dorms and, like, the food and residents, um, just life in general. Uh, and it really I think that's probably it, stuff that happens on every yeah, yeah. oh for sure it really <laughs> yeah. hasn't gone anywhere mm -hmm. um, so now we're like kind of turning our head um, as an executive team like okay so that didn't work what can we what do can now? We try now and yeah. so now we're gonna try and meet up with the student government body and then advocate now with a whole group of us all group of students instead of just athletics to see if we can kind of get the ball rolling a little bit more on those mm -hmm. things but well, the, the, I mean, the end idea is to improve. Yep. How can we keep moving, you know, moving forward and improving? That's right. the goal. It's not so much a question of, you know, trying to nitpick. It's like we want to just keep moving forward instead yeah. of just staying stagnant. Because no one wants to stay stagnant. Right. right. You know, you want to just keep, what can we reexamine here? What's not going well? What could be a little bit better? You know, um, you know. That, that's that's a big part well, of it. And a lot of what yeah. they're talking about, yes, the, the student-athletes themselves will see a benefit from that, but a lot of what they're talking about would benefit the entire student population. It's not right. just right. related to sports. Right. Well, yeah, the, uh, especially the question is not just about you know the athletic department, but talking about you know, the, you're talking the situation about housing, the You're talking yeah, about housing. Meals, you're and, talking about yeah. advising yeah. Right. class schedules. Yeah. Exactly. That, class that schedules more affects flexible. everybody that comes right. to the school. And maybe there are there's going to always be that that percentage that don't mind it or don't care at all but if the whole athletics doesn't like it then you know we make up such a good portion of our school like right how is that affecting everybody else and then you kind of move from just an athletic mindset into okay now I'm like wondering if we did like a poll or if we did whatever like how many students would it would it matter to not mm -hmm. even just athletics because from how much we hear about, like, the residence halls, like, the food, all of those kind of things, the advising. Like, I just wonder, like, how many, like, different students it actually yeah. affects. Like, right. it would be interesting to actually know. The general, like, student population, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's, and that's the question that, you know, it's hard to answer at times because some of them won't respond anyway. But, right. Yeah. You know, but, the, but, the, but the idea is to, like, is to make it better for as many people on campus that do care as possible. Right. Right. I mean, because – you know that that's the whole idea of like the college experience really is just trying to enhance your experience as mm -hmm. you know whether you're a student athlete or you're a general student or whatever whatever your major is just trying to make sure they have a good experience so when they leave they say hey you know that was pretty good yep yeah you know they they, they i told somebody to go there yeah I, exactly yeah, i enjoyed yeah. my four years mm -hmm. yeah exactly so or five or six <laughs> however many however years many. <laughs> <laughs> i'm one. going on almost 30 so yeah, yeah. There we go. There i'm go. at 15 yeah <laughs> something like that yeah. but yeah you know, but that's the kind of stuff, though, that, you know, makes things like what Jenna does important. Right. Is that it's not just, it's, it's literally a student athlete advisory committee. Right. So their job is literally to not, it's an advisory committee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here's our advisory, here's what we're thinking. 
Yeah. You know, and it's, it's from the student athlete perspective, but there are other groups on campus and they can work with them as well as, you know, if it's a general student body yeah. population yeah. situation, you know. You mentioned student government. Have you thought about that? Because you're obviously somebody who yeah. likes being involved and right. you like advocating and, you yeah. know, and being in that position to help people. Is that something you've thought about? Um, I, I have thought about it. I actually, before I chose my major, I'm an accounting and finance major. I don't know if you both know that, but um, I actually love law and I wanted to do that. I just did not want to go to school for eight years. As, <laughs> so, as the son of a lawyer, I feel your pain. Yeah. <laughs> like my dad, like that's what he always wanted to do. Like his whole life and then college just was not like an option kind of thing or like not really in the cards for him um as I grew up like I love like criminal justice law like I loved all that I actually like chose UWS like before I was even committed to sport I was a sophomore in high school um Jordan like I don't know his name what what am I what a man I don't know assistant basketball oh jordan schneiderman schneiderman Schneiderman. okay i was close i was close you got the men part right yeah (laughs) yeah he he came to like a um i don't know college college fair fair at like bsu bemidji state where i live and they had a criminal justice program and i was like oh this is super cool like i i actually loved uws before even athletics at all um but then yeah i just was like where am i gonna go with this like how am I going to get there? So law and like criminal justice, those kind of things have always been like a super, um, like an interest to me. So mm-hmm. a government as being a student body, that would be fun, I think. But I just am a part of SAC and I don't want to take away from that. So right. I just don't know like how the schedules would work with volleyball and then SAC and then that, but I'm right. sure I could figure it out. I'm it's interesting, too, because we do have a few athletes that are also criminal justice majors. Yeah, yeah there's um, quite a few. Yeah, there's yeah. quite a few. Mm-hmm. And so it's not – that's not an alien concept no. on this campus. Right. Yeah, yeah uh, I know. I <laughs> I really, like – sometimes I, like, as I'm doing my accounting homework and that takes me five hours, I'm like, oh, did I make the wrong choice? But, no, it's okay. But, yeah. That, that's a – you know um, – that's an area with the numbers. I, I I am appreciative of people like Jenna because I am not a numbers guy. <laughs> yeah. No matter how many stats I quote in sports, I know those numbers. But mm-hmm. right. like when it comes to just finance and stuff, I, I'm lost. Yeah. I have no idea what's well, happening. Well, I'm right with you. I'm lost too, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't okay, be saying let's, that. Let's strike that from the record for the uh, <laughs> yeah. the accounting professors out there. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. She's not lost. <laughs> she actually knows what she's doing. Yeah, she's been Some in the program best. for a while now. She's yeah, she's got it. Yeah, I maybe shouldn't be saying that as a junior. <laughs> well, we'll do one more thing here, and we're gonna let you go. I I do, I want to get feedback on the light show. Did yeah. we do okay? I thought it was awesome. I'm just saying, I think it's super cool. I had, um, Haley Lerfald. I don't know what her Lerfald, last name is. Yeah, yeah from, from North Central. Central she's yeah. part of SAC. Um, so we've gotten to be friends through like UMAC SAC meetings and stuff and she came up to me after the game she was like that light show was sick <laughs> and I was like I know right it's so cool apparently Northwestern but... was impressed oh yeah their coach and their players were like hey, it's pretty cool yeah because I, I, I the idea was floated I think you said it at a um, at a UMAC meeting and you talked to Northwestern's coach Beth I had I had breakfast yeah. with her out yeah. in uh, Indianapolis last oh, summer wow. yeah event and brought up the fact that this light show was coming and she yeah. she kind of was intrigued like she mm-hmm. turned and said oh that'd be pretty cool i wish we could do something like that mm-hmm. yeah so that's part of that progress though again like forward thinking right thing yeah that, absolutely. Is, that this campus does really well 
Yeah. And so, you know, when you get the, the head coach of the fourth ranked team in the country saying, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, it <laughs> I was. I kind of wish we had that. You I know, know. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It was, it's honestly been super amazing, like how fast you guys have worked and how hard you guys have worked on. I mean, that was a one year less than turnaround. I mean, we had talked about that in SAC last year about like, oh, we wish we could still do the lights because I had heard from senior previous people that have been on the volleyball team that they used to do that and i was like that would be so cool that spotlight started on fire though. yeah i know, I know. The problem yeah. it started anybody, on fire okay well fingers actually. crossed knock on wood it doesn't happen again no this is a brand new one yeah, it's brand yeah. new this, we shouldn't have that it's, problem it's, it's much smaller but that thing used to throw heat i i remember walking up on that one and that thing had to have been from the 70s i mean oh. it was if that it was oh. yeah it was I mean, from the early 1970s was, so it was you and know, it's, it's, it, like, it got old. to the point where you could it and smelled it, hot. it ignited oh no we yeah. actually had flames, and yeah, that yeah. was the end of the spotlight. Our, our former uh, <laughs> baseball coach, Frank Pufal, used to be in charge of that for basketball with the spotlight, and he'd go up there. and just, I always, Whenever he flipped that thing on, I always thought, God, I hope they don't start Frank on fire up there. Right. It's, it's don't like, start Frank on fire. Because we, like, when we're broadcasting up there, you can, you can, you can smell, smell it. it. Oh, my God. So, so thought, unsafe. So yeah. that, that was why the spotlight went yeah. away. Right. And it, you know, that was the, that was why the, the spotlight enough. doesn't disappear because we – Hated it. it right. right. Because we were no, being absolutely. mean. It was, yeah, no, we it was literally a fire. I know. I remember like <laughs> talking to you. Like we had like that meeting in one of those rooms, all right. the coaches, and it was me and Carter in there. And we like we're talking about it. You're like, it started on fire. And I'm like, <laughs> my hands are up. Yeah. I apologize. Well, you could smell the heat off of that thing for years. And I remember thinking, one of these days, that thing is going to go all <laughs> well, together. It did. Colin yeah. Dean, the old tennis coach, was running it that night when it started on fire. Oh my gosh, that's so scary. <laughs> Yeah, used to be, yeah, it used to be Colin and it used to be Frank. They would split it. Yeah. Oh, and, taking turns with the almost yeah. blowing. Yeah, and I always like I always show. thought that it would you know it would catch on fire and maybe catch you know Frank's beard on fire or something <laughs> right. because he would he would lean over and I thought oh my gosh oh no so that's that was why it went away it wasn't we were trying right. to be right exactly <laughs> yeah. no I do find it hilarious though that Nick's the one up there with the. Yeah, he, he was this weekend. He's he, the one manning it up there. I thought that was so funny. I was actually very happy he was the game manager for the first weekend we were rolling that out. Yeah. So I, he could take some of the heat if it didn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> Part of it, yeah. Yeah, there you go. You I know, and I was doing I, PA, so I didn't even watch any of it. I'm looking down. I didn't even get a chance to see any of it. So that was No, I really I actually liked I really like the lights on in the on the ceiling. Those are the ones that I like the most. Yeah, you know? I think those are sick. Yeah, those those are really nice and they go with the flow pretty well. They move back and forth pretty well with the spotlight. It looks pretty cool. I mm-hmm. think like like the lights turning one by one. Like I thought that was so cool. Even though it's like how you have to do it right. with the light switch. But the thing is you have to like sync that up with the music. <laughs> well right. that, yeah. that part is fun though, because as they start going off and they start then the music the furthest starts. light bank right. away and then gets all the way over to where the Fans are are seated, right. so you're watching them all go, yeah. and then people kind of realize, oh, the lights are going off, <laughs> yeah. and you get that audible. <gasps> yeah, yeah th- that no. definitely happened in the North Central match. I wasn't there for yeah. Northwestern. For North Central, people were like, whoa. No, there was definitely a whoa. Yeah, like yeah. The Northwestern yeah. match, and you know that it was a really good atmosphere because no, there was yeah. a good student section and everybody was in white and everything. So it was, it was a pretty cool night. No, yeah, yeah I I think it is turning out great. Like, I have no other feedback. You'll be happy to hear that. I I have no other feedback. Like, I genuinely... He was sort of stressing about this. Right, yeah. Not sort of stressing. No, I was. Yeah, Yeah. he was totally stressing about it. I was. Erica Matson was doing music next to me on Friday night, and when the lights came back on, because that was kind of my, okay, we got through this thing, I looked at her and go, look at my hands. I was just shaking. Oh, no. I was so concerned that the lights weren't going to come back on. I remember you being like... This is a trial run. Like, if it goes bad, like, whatever. But it, you guys did amazing. I think it turned out great. So, 
That's all I'm. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't have probably even known if it went wrong because I've just. I was in awe the whole time. This is just great. Until the lights don't come back on, it's like okay, we're gonna play Daigle volleyball now. And dig or die. Yeah, exactly. Lights off. Exactly. Exactly. That. Yeah. It. That is just what it is. You know, There's just no. But I know he was stressing about it because we talked about it. Yeah. Um, and now I get to go do a whole nother install up at the yeah, arena. He's, so. uh, he's oh, yeah, he's yeah. he's going over to Westmore with the fog machines. Like, oh, that'll fog. be fun. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's got him sitting in his office and he's kind of staring at them, like praying that they work. Yep, so that's work. why I do the dry runs. They'll, they'll work. It's <laughs> yeah. the question being how quickly will that fog dissipate? That's the problem. Yeah, that's right. the question. I don't need this bank of fog over the ice and everybody's no going, well, I guess, we're, I guess we're going to hold Everything off for a little bit here. The, the ice is actually melting. You know, you, like the you, can, you, can get, yeah. you can get people fog out there skating talk. and that oh, will right, help yeah. the fog go away. But if okay. we did that in the gym... Oh, you didn't get that. I'd be out there like... Exactly. Yeah, you'd have to have like, the fans on. Yeah. yeah I tried oh, yeah. It. yeah. It's just another logistical problem. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, so. I'm glad all of that went well. I'm glad you're happy with where your season's at. And I'm glad you continue to be an advocate for... Not just yeah. the athletes, but for campus in general. Yeah. I, I appreciate all of that. But um, Jen Anderson, thanks for coming by. Yeah, thanks for having me. And thank you for all you guys do. You don't get the thank you enough. So well, I appreciate, appreciate it. Oh, the you. athletics thank appreciate you. it. So. Appreciate oh, that cool. very much. Thank you. Yeah, Fi- final thoughts from the Big Sound? I don't really have any final thoughts, John. I okay. barely have original thoughts. <laughs> all right. So no, no, no <laughs> Not enough coffee. Not enough coffee. No finals yeah. and no uh, final barely thoughts. some originals. We'll, yeah. we'll take that. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks to Jennifer for uh, coming up. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, if you get a chance to come out and watch the volleyball team play, take it. They'll yeah. be home here in like uh, all the, month. Two, yeah, it's a yeah, while. The, like three weeks in a row. The 17th is when they're 17th, back again. Yeah, and that's going to so. be a radio and iFan broadcast okay. joint. So that one will get a maximum Fun. Perfect. All right. So for Jen Anderson from the Yellow Jacket Volleyball Team, from the Big Sound Matt Johnson, I am John Garber. And thank you for watching or listening to I Have This War.